Welcome to Two for Brew. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker. And we are the two guys who go out and do the hard work for you. We go out tasting brews in the Inland Empire and letting you know where to go to get the best brew. Uh, This podcast discusses adult beverages in detail, and it's intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you have or think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. So, Tobin, where'd we go this week? We went to a place called Brew Haven, which is actually more of a tap room. Um, It's not an on-site brewery like some of the places we've been to. Um, They're located at 3430 East Ontario Ranch Road in Mm -hmm. Ontario, California. And this is a, a really kind of a different model um, it yeah. is a um, caf- not, a cafeteria is not the right word. Like a food court, excuse it's me. It's like a food court. It's a standalone food court in a, yeah. in like a Stater Brothers shopping center. So it's not yeah. the type of place you would necessarily have a food court like a typical mall. And yet it's the it's called Rodeo X, the building. Yes. And and inside they had what maybe a half dozen different food vendors. Five five different food vendors. They uh-huh. had well uh, ice cream. From- <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Primal Cuts. They had a ramen uh-huh. place, which I couldn't read the name because the, the, the font was weird. Um, uh-huh. They had a place called Dot and Dough. Then they had yeah. Fika Pika or Fika Pika Creamery. Right. Um, and then where we got our food, we had a divine Mediterranean food. Right. So five o- different. Okami uh, ramen is, is what I believe it was. Okami. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. That makes sense. I was struggling to read yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Five. The script was, was almost illegible. <laughs> Quite honestly, um, uh, Divine Mediterranean, I couldn't read the Divine either. So, yeah. so, you know, hey, people, when you're building a map or, a, or rather a sign for your business, think about what how, how legible it is. Maybe you can right. read it. Have a, 10 of your friends look at that and say, what's that say? So, uh, <laughs> so th- this location is in a kind of a really newer neighborhood uh, really, really beautiful. Like when you drive up from the outside, mm-hmm. it's got a really nice aesthetic. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, inside, a really nice. I mean, it's just they really did a great job, yeah. and we'll post some pictures of it. Um, yeah. It's on but, Ontario uh, Ranch Road in um, uh, in, in the city of Ontario, actually. Yes. Um, it's basically due north of um, all the the shopping that's off of Limonite there in the north end of Ontario, sort of, or I mean, yeah. of Norco. South. Uh, north end of uh, of Norco, Norco south end of and, Ontario. And, yeah, yeah, and sort of that that newly incorporated. Area. It used to be cows. <laughs> it yes. used to be all cows over there, and exactly. now there's That's lots of yeah, lots of new homes. Um, and then along with those new homes, um, you know, obviously shopping and groceries and some pretty nice uh, uh, surroundings. It was a nice. You know what yeah. I liked about this place was not only was it a huge, big open. I mean, when you walk in, the ceilings are thirty feet tall, if not more. I mean, it was yeah. a big, high, open room. Um, so you felt like there was air circulation. You almost felt like you were outside. But they literally did have both on both sides of the building outside seating, sort of what they were referring yeah. to as their beer garden area. Um, and and so you had multiple choices for food. Plus, you had the brewery that not only do they have uh, uh, brews from other places, but they uh, the owner of of Brewhaven also or the group that owns Brewhaven also owns a brewery. And so they do have their own brews there. And in fact, that was a big chunk of what they had there. So they had 20 beers on tap. So they got a really big, big menu to choose from. And and, and we had a really great experience. Um, I, I just want our listeners to know. Uh, you and I had a little mix-up when we first got there. I was already inside because I was parked on one side of the building, and yeah. you were parked on the other side. And I, it was miscommunication. Yeah. You were sitting in your car waiting for me. Yeah, I was inside chatting up the. the yeah, I sent a text and, and a... said, "Hey, I'm here." And then I sat there reading emails, waiting for you to drive up. You never drove up. Eventually, I finally said, "Well, I'm just going to go ahead and wait inside." And uh, or I called you as I was walking in and you said, I'm inside. I've been here for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) I've been here for like 15 minutes. What's weird is and they have this cool old like um, delivery van that's that's that sits in the middle of their seating area. And you can actually sit in there. There's like uh, places inside the delivery. Very cool. Very cool. But the delivery van also blocks your view of the parking lot on one side if you're sitting at the bar. And if you're sitting on the other side of the delivery van, you can't see the televisions. Yeah. So so it's like it separates the room in kind of a way because it's probably, you know, seven feet tall. Yeah. And uh, and so you couldn't like casually glance over and see me sitting in my car on one side. And I couldn't see you <laughs> so standing funny. at the bar. It was like, yeah. So funny. Yeah. Well, I, I had a chance before you got in to talk with the beer tender and mm-hmm. very, very friendly and knowledgeable. 
and so I thought, and I, I basically picked our two flights of beers. Um, and so yeah. we ended up picking 12 I of trusted you. beers. And um, and I trusted the beer tender. I thought he did a really good job of sort of yeah. talking me through what they had and what might be good options. And, and, and we did one that was more of like what we'll just call the golden yellow regular beers. And then we had one flight that was more of the darker, you know, colored colored beers right yes uh, the, so the heartier drinks the heartier drinks and uh-huh. uh and then we had and we had a meal in between and we'll talk about all of that so let's start yeah. with our first beer todd why don't you tell our our listeners who our first what our first beer was yeah so uh figueroa mountain agua santa cerveza it was a pale lager 5.0 abv by the way they didn't list ibu on anything so that's not no. uncommon some places do some don't yeah um i thought this was really a nice solid lager very drinkable um you know, I didn't get any kind of a citrus front end or corn taste, which I kind of expect with sort of the, you know, the Mexican type of lagers, you yep. know, and they didn't specifically call it a Mexican lager, but, you know, Agua Santa Cerveza implies yeah, that. The, um, the name gave it away. Right. Yeah. But I thought it was very tasty. Um, it was very, very clear. I mean, crystal like jewel clear, uh, almost an apple juice color. It reminded me of the um, the. Uh, uh, Martinelli's sparkling cider that you can get in terms, yes. of, in, in terms of look, you know, yes. and, it had, uh, and it had that really fine carbonation like the, like that kind of Martinelli's would, yeah. you know, the just small bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and after it was funny cause after we had the, uh, we had two flights of six, right. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and in between is when we had our food and when our food came, this is the one that I grabbed out of the first bunch cause we hadn't tasted the second bunch yet. I grabbed this one out of the first bunch and said, well, I want to have something with my, uh, with my food, just have something to sip, um, you know, because we like when we're tasting, we don't usually finish yeah. the, the the tasters, right? The 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 flight. Um, but I grabbed that because I wanted something, and then you grabbed something else. But I really liked it. Yes. I gave this a four. I thought it was um, it was yummy. Well, I gave it a three and a half, and and I could probably go up to a four. It was it was a good solid representation yeah. of uh, of a Mexican beer. Mm-hmm. I did want to say on the name Figueroa Mountain is the brewer for this one, and the beer right. is Agua Santa. Santa Cerveza. Right. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I, I didn't – it took me a while to realize that they were putting the brewer's name first and then the beer name. And so when we wrote them right. down, it looked like, well, that's a really long name for a beer, but it was actually the name of the brewery yeah, um, as well as the beer. And so this is one of the right. ones that's not their brewery. But they have like I think eight of the taps were right. from other – Right. Like uh, the next one is from a, a brewery called Station Craft. So it's the Station Craft yes. Parting Sun, which we'll get to in a minute. But it's – Yeah. So it's not – you know, the the brew – the beer isn't Station Craft Parting Sun from, yeah. you know, Budweiser. It's – it's So you know. on that first beer, the one thing I wanted to tell our listeners is that I felt there was a solid flavor all the way through. And sometimes you get like – you know, we, we distinguish between yeah. that first initial taste, sort of a mid-taste, and then the finish. And yeah. this one – was just sort of very solid all the way through a real consistency um that i thought was really nice yeah i put in air quotes uh way above average air quote light beer you know yeah okay and and it wasn't just light to look at it it tasted sort of like it was meant to be sort of a light beer but it was way above your average you know canned american light beer that you would go buy uh it in my sense or it might it's 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 funny that you it's funny that you wrote that because there's a beer later in the the the, the tasting where I wrote something almost identical mm-hmm. that I don't think it was designed as a light beer, but it just really came across that way. And I thought, yeah. oh, wow, okay, this is – it's a really good light beer. Yeah, so, yeah. Interesting. Well, the interesting thing too is, is and we don't have like uh, uh, you know carbs or calorie counts on these things. But if you look at, yeah. at light beers, that's usually where they're pushing, right? It's like, oh, this one's yeah. only you know, under 100 calories or around 100 calories for a light yeah. beer for, for a 12-ounce for a can, right? That's kind of the the measuring stick by by uh, American standards, anyway. At least that's how they're marketed. Yeah. You know, you know, unless you get like what is it, the Bud Fifty Five? It's fifty five calories. So you're like, okay, <laughs> that's well, not, that's here's not a glass talk. of water, and we moved some beer past it. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not beer, Todd. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, beer number two, as you said, was from Station Craft. It's called Parting Sun. Five point six ABV. This one's a wheat beer. It's a hef. Mm-hmm. And um, you know this is this is my wheelhouse. I was looking forward to this one. Um, a slight citrus flavor. I thought it had a really kind of an orange hazy color, which you usually get the hazy mm-hmm. kind of you know look with um, with a wheat beer. Yeah, it really didn't have much of a head, and and a lot of times with a good half, you'll see a bit of a head on it. Yeah, um, I thought it had kind of a flat carbonation, but it was a good representation of a half, but nothing yeah. that really knocked my socks off on this one. It was yeah. it was okay. I was I kind of. 
I was in the same uh, park as you there. I felt like, you know, I mean, it had kind of an orange color. Yeah. Um, but when you tasted it, it was more of an orange peel taste rather than the orange to me. Mm, yeah. um, and, you know, I, I basically started with not a bad half. Uh, not as yeasty as many of them are. You didn't get that sense that, you know, the bread loafy kind of yeah. feel from it. Um, so it was kind of a mild in half in that way. I gave it a three as well. Um, you know, with that kind of orange color and the hazy stuff. I mean, it looked, it was, it was a pretty looking beer. It tasted fine. It wasn't, um, was not bad by any measure. was not super exceptional. I think, you know, it was a good, good, solid drink. I would, you know, I mean, it's, it's not something that I would like avoid. Um, that said, I think there were probably other options on their, uh, menu that I thought were, were preferable. Yeah, you know, it's funny when you walk into a place and you have certain styles of beers that you like, you know, if you'd asked me walking in, which one would I might, you know, be the one that I would choose for my pint at the end or whatever, this probably would have been one of the ones just having not tasted it yet, seeing from the list, oh, maybe it, maybe I would have had the half, right? Um, but having tasted it and tasted the other stuff, this is okay, but they had a lot of other stuff that I thought was better. And so I'm excited to get to the rest. So Todd, beer number three. Beer number three, station, oh, that one we just did, never mind, yeah. uh, the Brewhaven Ontario Blonde. Now, he warned us that they haven't changed the name, but they actually changed what the beer was. It was originally yeah. a blonde ale. It's now a Kolsch, which is a different type of beer altogether. Um, and so, I guess, tr- technically, it's the Brewhaven Ontario Kolsch. But, um, you know, that said... Uh, you know, I thought it was uh, pretty drinkable. No particular, no particular surprises. It, you know, it had the the specific style notes that you get from a Kolsch. Again, I felt like it was sort of um, a mild version of that. Like the the, fl- yeah. the flavors were not over the top. But you know, a Kolsch, Kolsch beers tend to have a very specific um, um, uh, taste to them that comes, I believe, from the yeast that's used. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and noble hops. And so, you know, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I gave this one a three as well, but I did you know, it wasn't over the top. It was clear, but I called this one dark apple juice color. So it was, <laughs> it was a little darker than the, than yeah. the first yeah. one, but it was very similar in terms of that look and the carbonation. I'll tell you one thing I noticed is the carbonation across the board. They didn't seem to change it for the different beers. It seemed to be nope. pretty standard. It was a uh, kind of a fine pinpoint carbonation, which. I tend to like, but I think some beers, um, uh, you know, do better with more. <laughs> yeah, do better with more carbonation. You know, yeah. like, uh, like quite honestly, the that very first one, the 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 Mexican lager, I expected a little bit more carbonation in that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm know, with you. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't overwhelmed by this. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. It you know, it wasn't. Um, it was just. It was a you know, again, a three. It's in the middle. It's a good beer. Um, if you like that style. You'd probably like this beer a lot, you know. So I, I gave the again. I, I like the beer tender that he told us that this was a Kolsch and not mm-hmm. uh, a, a white. Uh, yeah. or I'm sorry, blonde. I'm sorry, uh, but you know, we would have looked at it a little, you know, tilted our head, yeah. and gone, hmm, that doesn't taste right. If he had, well, and right? we've marked, we've 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 marked stuff down before when you describe it as one thing and it mm-hmm. doesn't match what that taste is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was, and so he told us it's a Kolsch. Yeah. I didn't think it really matched what I thought a Kolsch was going to be. It didn't really? quite hit for me like that at all. I actually thought that this one came across very much like a light beer, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't have as much flavor yeah. um, as what I would expect from a Kolsch. I thought it was very drinkable. Yeah. I thought it was tasty, but it was nothing special. It was like, okay, this is like right. a generic generic light beer. Yeah. If there was such um, thing as a and, light Kolsch, this was it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, – and so I put this one right in the middle. I gave it a 2.5. And I, and I say, I want our, our listeners to know, we, we rate on a scale of five. So, you know, a lot of times I'm giving threes, um, which is just a little better than average. Uh, two and a half is, is right in the middle for me. This one was like, yeah, okay. I would drink it. It's not a bad beer. But it's it's nothing. It, it didn't knock my socks off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're kind of in the same, yeah. same boat there. So you know, the, the like, next yeah. one. The next one uh, is actually their their home brewery, and it's called oh. Bearded Tang. Right, okay. which is a type of fish, by the way. If oh, really? You, you, yeah, Bearded Tang is a um, uh, a type of uh, fish kept in in aquariums. I don't know that much about it, but Bearded Tang is a type. Of, you know, the Tang is a fish. It's a it's okay. a de- decorative fish. I think is the the right word. Anyway. Okay. So this one is uh, called Bro Pills. It's a five point seven ABV. It's a Czech Pilsner. And I thought this was a really nice beer. Um, it started with kind of an interesting, slightly sweet floral scent. Uh, uh, Pilsner's the 
often get kind of an interesting um, kind of flavor to them. And I thought this one really did have kind of a, a great flavor, kind of a gentle mouthfeel. Um, I, I just wrote the word flavor, flavorful. Um, and, and sometimes they get kind of this spice. Um, and But this one had more of a, a sweet or a fruit flavor. And it, it didn't have any kind of fruit listed as being a part of it. But I thought it was interesting, and I enjoyed it. I gave it a four. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because this is where you and I <laughs> – parted this is where we diverge yeah yeah because i just i i it didn't do that much for me um you know it kind of had a fruity nose but it didn't taste that way to me um uh and it had an unusual taste to me that i couldn't really place but it wasn't entirely unpleasant neither was it entirely pleasant it just i i literally i wrote hmm head scratcher um it just (laughs) it just didn't uh something about that taste didn't appeal to me and i don't know what it was i couldn't figure it out you know, it was a very clear beer for those who weren't. But I ended up giving it a two and a half. I thought it was less pleasant to drink than than the previous ones that we had had. Um, and uh, you know, and and, and again, the, you know, Czech pilsners have a specific flavor profile. Um, yeah. And, and for whatever reason, this just didn't work for me. It just. Um, uh, yeah. This didn't fit the normal Czech profile either. Right. That feels, it, it was a little – normally you get more of a spice from it, and so this didn't come right. across as spice. It came across sweeter, more – like you said, maybe a little more fruity. So Yeah, um, I, just, I just was – yeah, it, it baffled – it kind of baffled me in, in that I couldn't place any of what the, what I was tasting. You know, I couldn't yeah. say, oh, it tastes like they did this or it tastes like they did – I couldn't figure out what they did, but whatever it was, it didn't, didn't taste right to me. It didn't taste the way I wanted it to. So I was like, so, well uh, – so for our listeners, this is why sometimes it's good to get the little the little taster beers with the flight before you yeah. order the big one. This is one of those ones where maybe you taste it, you go, okay, that's for me, or maybe it's not right. for you. But um, you know, we each of us had a very different experience with this beer. I liked it. Todd did not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on, Todd. Yeah. What comes next? So the bearded tang needs some mo. This is a New England IPA, and. Uh, really big hoppy nose i mean you smelled it you smelled the citrus of the hops and you're just like whoa and i'm expected to get hit in the face with you know kind of the the strong uh bitterness of an ipa and then that's not what i got you know it it really was smooth it was a very smooth ipa had a nice flavor um you know i i you know hearty almost it was weird i called it like an umami type of sensibility to it um and it was very balanced you know it was a um uh kind of a pale very hazy looking ipa um i thought that you know the smell uh i actually marked it down a little bit on the smell because i thought i was going to get something that i didn't get um but but what i didn't get was pleasant to me because what i thought i was going to get was i was girding my loins for like oh boy this is going to be quite the taste and then it wasn't there, you know? So I ended up giving it a four overall. I actually thought it was pretty drinkable IPA. I gave it a four as well. I really enjoyed this beer. My first impression was like a wow, right? Like you, mm-hmm. I was confused with this, the hoppy smell, and then you get this this kind of interesting, uh, sweeter flavor. I wondered if it had had some sort of fruit infused. Again, it doesn't mm-hmm. say that. Um, I think it was just the hops that they did that with. Mm-hmm. But man, they they really just had that well-balanced uh, uh, that took the edge off the IPA. Sometimes I, after an IPA, I kind of get this little, uh, I don't know, you know, the, the sourness or the bitterness in the back of your mouth that just lingers a little too much. This one was just perfect. It just really hit well. And this was the beer that I took to finish with my lunch. Uh, this is my sipping beer. Right. I really enjoyed this. One. I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, I did too. Um, uh, it was, um, a pleasant, unexpected drink in a lot of ways. Now, the next beer is also um, a New England IPA, and so we had them back-to-back as a way to compare a little bit here. And the next one also came from Bearded Tang, and it's called Buoyant Spirit. And right. it's a 5.5 ABV versus the 7.4 ABV of the Needs right. Samo. So this yeah. one's a little less alcohol. Um, I thought this one had kind of a slight uh, spice scent. Um, it was definitely not as hoppy. Um, I thought it had a really good taste and a really nice mouthfeel, kind of like a champagne kind of mouthfeel. Right. Um, and, and again, no bitter aftertaste, really exceptionally balanced, nice beer all the way through. Um, you know, sometimes you get that really strong flavor at the front or in the middle or uh-huh. at the end. This one was just like solid all the way through. I gave it a three and a half. 
I could have given it a four. It, it, it was kind of like right on the yeah. line of whether I was going to give it a three and a half or a four on this one. Yeah, see, and I leaned the other way because I thought that by reducing the alcohol a little bit, um, this was sort of what the other one was, but just a little bit more drinkable. I actually gave this one a four and a half. You know, I just thought it, nice. had, it had very little nose, so you didn't have that weird, um, like, I don't say weird, but just it was not overly hoppy uh, on, the, yeah. on the nose initially. And so it, the drink matched the smell better, I thought. And, um, I, you know, I put uh, my quote on this one was gentle IPA um, and a more mild version of the previous one. I thought it was really tasty. And uh, I, I would agree, yeah. So it's I good beer. that one up just a smidge. And debated about grabbing that for with my food as well, um, uh, but uh, uh, I felt like the the lighter lager was going to go with what we were having because we were having some pretty spicy food, and this had a little yeah. bit more flavor. I don't know, maybe it would have stood up better to the spicy food too, but it was good. Our our, um, our longtime listeners know that you and I have have always kind of said, "Oh, we're really not IPA guys," and we've changed it to say, "Well, we're you know, as long as it's a good IPA, we like these." Here we had two really good IPAs. These guys did a good job on these. Um, you know, if you're, if you like an IPA, these are, are, are really good ones. Um, the, the final beer of our first round, um, and I think that's the final beer of the first round. Yes. Is going to be, uh, from the Long Beach Beer Lab and it's called Neurotransmittens. Transmittens, like the mittens or gloves that you would wear. I thought uh-huh. it was a funny name. 11% ABV. This was yeah. the most, the highest alcohol content we had. It's a triple IPA. Uh-huh. And I think you said it. You thought it was semi hazy. Um, it, it you yeah. could. I was sitting where there was a lot of sunlight coming in from the window, and I, I held it up. And the other hazies, you couldn't really see through them. This one, you could sort of see through a little bit. So it wasn't as hazy as some of the other ones were. Um, it definitely had like a slight hoppy smell, um, but a sweet flavor. And 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 we quickly identified that. And our beer tender had told us that they'd put this in there. Um, vanilla. And I'm going to just say. And, and I, I'm a guy who likes sweets. It was too sweet for me. Um, yeah. It's this is a dessert beer, and I just that vanilla was just a little too overpowering. I thought uh, for me, it's an interesting beer. Uh, I don't know that it hit like an IPA or a triple IPA like I would think, but uh, very interesting. It, it's a beer that was very complex. Yeah. Um, you know, it's I, I thought it was like I said, interesting beer. But I didn't feel like it was, um, for me, terribly drinkable because the the vanilla yeah. taste and the sweetness was kind of overpowering. I was uh, I- impressed that they, it didn't taste like it was a really strong beer. It didn't taste like I didn't get that alcohol taste, even though the you know the ABV was up to eleven percent. Um, yeah. Uh, but and then underneath that vanilla, I think we both talked about this. Is it kind of maybe an oatmeal taste, like maybe it was an oatmeal yeah. stout or something, because it yeah. was there. But yeah, it was. Um, uh, Actually, I'm sorry, I misread. That was from the next one. That was I read. I misread my I misread my notes. Not the oatmeal there. Um, but yeah, but, but there wasn't a bitter over a bitterness to it. And maybe they buried that over under the overwhelming sweetness. But um, yeah. yeah, that kind of weird semi haziness. This to me was my least enjoyable beer of the day. I think I gave it a two point five. So so here's yeah. the funny thing. If I was just scoring it just purely on the the taste and my experience, it probably would have been two point five. I actually bumped them up to a three, and here's why. I like when brewers get a little bit experimental. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, okay, this is an interesting experiment. So I gave them an, maybe an extra half a point because of, of, of sort of taking that risk, um, even though it's not a beer that, like you said, that I would want to sit down and just drink all day. Um, you know, it's it. Yeah, I gave them a, I gave them a right. little bump because I thought it was cool that they tried something new. Uh-huh. I'd not had anything quite like this one before. So yeah. now. Todd, we have to take a break from the beers and talk about the food because that's what we did when we were tasting. We did. At this point, we paused. You grabbed your hef and I grabbed my uh, lager, and we had shawarma. Shawarma? Oh, my goodness. From Divine Mediterranean. And so we got a plate of chicken shawarma and a plate of of, uh, beef shawarma. And, uh, you know, go Wikipedia if you don't know what shawarma is. But it's it's the meats are very interestingly well seasoned to kind of a Mediterranean. Um, I, I think this particular take on Mediterranean had sort of kind of a North African taste to it a little bit yeah. um, compared to like like a Greek restaurant, per se. Um, even though I think a lot of people, at least I do, when you when I say when I hear Mediterranean, I think of more like Greek food, generally speaking. Yeah. 
But, yeah. uh, but you know, the Mediterranean's a big place with lots of different cultures surrounding it. Um, so I thought that was delicious food. It was absolutely delicious. They had uh, hummus and, and a, um, a salad with sort of a vinegar dressing the, on it that was like chunks. The rice? Oh, and oh, then, oh, yeah. The rice. Oh, such yeah. delicious rice, Todd. Yeah. That was... And you jokingly, you jokingly called it uh, a rice aroni or something like. That. I'm like, yeah. no, no, yeah. this is better. Yeah, no, because it was, it was like a, a, a normal white rice kernel, and then there were these little strands of, either it was either a type of pasta in, that was blended in, or or a different variety of rice. You said that yeah. you thought it might be a yeah. different variety of rice that gives that little like, uh, tiny thin shoots in there yeah. I, I don't know how it was done it was delicious way, it, was, it was really yummy um as well as some some uh, hummus that was really good uh, and pita and fresh pita of, yeah we each had a piece of uh you know a full piece of pita there too um and uh kudos to the folks at divine mediterranean that was a uh, a really pleasant lunch in fact i barely had any dinner because we had a late lunch <laughs> and that was a very filling lunch so i i did um, not have dinner todd it was a it was i was yeah. still Still feeling good at dinner time. Right. It was really good. So. Well, I ended up, what I had done is before I left, I had uh, uh, had it in the instant pot and then and then the slow cooking, a uh, ah. pork roast, and then a big head of cabbage cooked in the meat juices. And so I got home and smelled that and went, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm full, but I'm going to have some of that before I go to bed. So um, right. I had a late dinner and had mostly cabbage with a little bit of pork just to... Uh, because it just smelled so good. So I did eat a little bit more. But, yeah, that was a great, excuse me, a great lunch. And, uh, and you know, I think we probably could have done really um, well I just smelling the food from the other places. And although yes. we didn't try it, um, I'm not opposed to, you know, trying the ice cream place at some point, too. Right. <laughs> but uh, so, Primal Cut smelled really good, and I saw lots of people eat, eating uh, Okami Ramen. Yes. So I just realized I, I miscounted, and that last beer we just did, the one from Long Beach Beer Lab, the Neurotransmittance, was actually the first beer of the second flight. So I, 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 I miscounted. So my apologies to our listeners. We've got five more beers to go. Yeah. And um, so I will let Todd introduce the next one here yeah, so from, a, from a brewery called 14 Cannons, Todd. 14 Cannons. We have the Weathered Sail Stout. Weathered Sail Stout, 5.2 ABV. Um, and I thought uh, that this had a chocolate smell on the front end with a bitter kind of burnt taste at the back end. I didn't feel like this was a terribly drinkable beer for me. I wasn't going to drink a whole lot of it. Um, small yeah. doses only. Um, with And this is the one where I said it, uh, underneath kind of burntish taste to it or over toasting. Yeah. But uh, kind of a hint of oatmeal maybe. This is the one where I thought there was some of the oatmeal. Uh, maybe it was an oatmeal stout. Um, yeah. You know, it was interesting because it looks like they tried to explore multiple different um, uh, flavors, but I didn't feel like they were they pulled it off real successfully. At least some of the flavors I didn't like that much. I felt like they it, it wasn't as balanced as it could be like the um, the uh, the over toasting or the burntness to it uh, distracted from the beer for me. Um, yeah. I, was, I was debating on a, a two and a half again, but I ended up giving it a three. Um, because I thought the finish was a little cleaner than the than the initial tasting. Yeah. Okay. So I, I agree with you a lot of what you said. Um, I gave this one a three and a half. Uh, I thought it had a really nice, dark, rich look to it. Now we're getting into these darker beers. Right. Um, I, yeah. I very opaque the, brown, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not smell the the burntness. I actually smelled toasted oat, which I thought was kind of delightful. I'm like, oh, okay, this one's got a really nice nice yeah. nose to it. Um, so I, I, as I began my, my drink, I thought, okay, this is an interesting flavor. But in the middle, the mid taste is where I got a little bit of that burnt, right. and and I did and I didn't like it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then it had this really nice finish, and I'm like, okay. So I think that's why I ended up at a 3.5. Yeah. Uh, I just had that little part in the middle of the taste that 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 didn't sit right. right. But the rest of it, I thought, was a really solid. That's funny. Uh, it sounds uh, like both of us felt like the finish sort of gave them a half point back, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, you know, I it's agree. like okay, the finish was pretty pretty clean on it, but it was. Uh... It was, um, yeah, um, yes. you know, uh, it was okay. <laughs> it was, so, you know, I mean, I, and, and I say this, you know, there are some people who like that, that really heavily toasted taste in their beers, yeah. especially their dark beers. I don't, I like a yes. dark beer, but I like that dark beer to be more balanced. And, and so I this, like this next beer, getting... speaking of dark yeah. beers speaking is, of... is, 
is the winner winner chicken dinner for me. This is uh, the beer that I came back for right. at the end. I wanted a pint of this one. Yeah, beer to um, tang. In the depths, Todd. In the depths, five mm. percent uh, ABV, and it's a dark lager. Yeah, you don't see those around very often. Yeah, we um, talked about that because it's one of my favorite styles of beer, but you don't find yeah. it very often. So the debate was: Do you get the <laughs> the you know do you, do you have a glass of the beer that is is maybe not your favorite style, but a great example of it because you want to you know you don't get many great examples of it some you know in, in some cases, or do you get the beer that you really really like, but it's maybe not the best version of the beer you really like. I mean, it's a good yeah. one; it's solid, but is is it you know. I don't know. It's, it's a, but they don't make that kind very often. It's hard to find, right? That Schwartz right. beer, that dark lager. Um, so, so this this was a really good one. I, in terms of the look, it was almost a, a real dark red brown. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it it was this interesting color. Yeah. Um, you know, if you held it up to the light, you could see the hints of the red in there. Right. I called um, it opaque ish because yeah. because you could certainly when you when you you know see through the light or the edges of the rim, you could see that red undertone to it. So it wasn't yeah. as as um, dark brown, say, as the stout that we had had previously, um, yeah. which is typical. Now, for me, what I loved about this beer is it had this really clean taste all the way through the beer. Uh, you know, sometimes we again we talk about the the, the beginning taste, the mid taste, and the 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 finish. This one was just solid all the way through. I thought, um, and I thought it was a really great blend of the hops and the malt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt it was really yummy. And again, I, this is what I came back for at the end for my pint. I'm like, wow, yeah. I was, I was impressed. I, I, this is a beer I yeah. was wanting and boy did not disappoint. Yeah, no, I, I thought, you know, I, I, my notes were roasted smell into a nice taste and finish. The roastiness is not burnt, very drinkable. Um, my favorite style done very well. Um, yeah. it was a four star for me. Um, yeah, I, I had, I decided and I chose not to, cause I am trying to, to watch my calories and eat a little healthier. So I didn't have a pint afterwards. Had I had a pint, this probably would have been it. Yeah. I gave it a four and a half, uh, uh, stars. I, uh, yeah, it was, it was the winner for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, we had so many, we had a lot of good beers. This was a, yeah. a really good experience. Yeah. Honestly, I could have gone four and a half on it too. My, my issue with, with all dark lagers, uh, yeah. the Schwartz beers is I've had one that just sort of was like the, the set the, the bar for me. Yeah. And it's hard for me to get over that memory. And yes. the memory is not even necessarily realistic <laughs> anymore because I can't even go back and have the beer because the, the bar burnt down. But, you know, we've talked about um, Jacob Worth's in Boston. And yeah. they had a dark lager there that was just delicious. And unfortunately, they, the place, the, the building was gutted in a fire and the, and the restaurant's not there anymore. Um, but it was, um, you know, I, I, my memory of that beer clouds other stuff it's like that with barbecue you know i used to love memphis championship barbecue in las vegas and covid they're victim of covid they're no longer there and yeah. so i have a hard time eating particularly uh pork ribs barbecue pork ribs somewhere else because i always think back to that place and so um so i'm, I'm hesitant to even try it sometimes you know <laughs> so but. Over the over the the winter break, you and I got a chance to do a quick turnaround to uh, Las Vegas, right? And and we went to the Hofbrau House, yeah. And while we were there, uh, we had a dark beer, a Dunkel, yeah. right? That that they import, they actually make it in in um, uh, Germany right. and bring it over to the United States. Made and, in, in Munich, fresh, and they ship it over weekly. Uh, they fly yes. over um, there in a plane, so so you're getting fresh German beer. Um, and, and now that is a really amazing dark beer. Great, yeah. great, great beer memory. Right. I felt I felt like my bearded tang in the depths was uh, just a notch below that in terms of right. that experience. But again, a really high quality dark beer yeah. that just wow. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. Well, the, and, it, and during the holidays right. too, that we had a uh, uh, in in the fall we had a Schwartz beer, which was yeah, uh, 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 done one off by another local brewery. That I thought was also, in fact, that one took me immediately back to my Jacob Worth's restaurant. Yeah, that was like that's that's yeah. you know the, the the flavor profile. So, and all this to say that this was a good beer in that in that company. You know, uh, yes. it's just um, uh, a style. If you haven't tried it, you know, don't be afraid of the dark. It's not like a stout or or um, no. or you know a Guinness or something like that. It's if you see a dark lager or um, a, a Schwartz beer. Oh, 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 
the the uh, beer tender because when we were talking when I was talking with him before you came in, right. he actually described this one as being very similar to the uh, Modelo Negro, the the, oh, the, the, uh-huh. the dark beer from Modelo, which I've and, had and, and like, yeah, yeah, and so and I would agree. I think this is a notch above that, but I think yeah. it's, it's it's similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we got a couple more beers to go, Todd. All right. So back to the bearded tang. Um, it is a Count Chocula. It's a milk stout. Surprise! Milk stout with Count Chocula. Um, guess what kind of milk? Chocolate milk stout. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's a 5.0 AVB, which is actually relatively small or relatively low yeah. for, for um, this kind of stout, typically. And, yeah. um, you know, chocolate stout, I thought it was well done and drinkable. Nice representation of the style. It was pretty balanced. Very opaque brown. Um, uh, but, you know, it, again, it was it was... There wasn't anything that you went like, "Woo, that was great." I will say to their credit, the chocolateness didn't taste like Count Chocula. You know that yeah. kind of fake chocolate? Because mm-hmm. I've Tasted had some like real cho- chocolate. I've had some chocolate beers or chocolate stouts in the past where the chocolate tasted like they used artificial chocolate or something in it. I mean, it tasted like tasted like chocolate cereal as opposed to like a, a you know chocolate, um, and you didn't get that sense. So the name threw you off there a little bit. I thought it was good. I gave it a three point five. I gave it a four, and I, and I want to talk about this particular style of beer and, and what they're doing here. I've had a lot of places that have tried to do some sort of a chocolate milk stout, mm-hmm. and they botched it. They've yeah. either used the unsweetened chocolate and it's too bitter, or they've used a chocolate that's way too sweet and it overpowers and doesn't t- taste like beer. It just tastes like a sweet whatever. And these guys, again, got the balance just mm-hmm. right. So that as I drank this, I had this just nice, gentle chocolate flavoring right. with definitely a beer. You know, this was definitely a beer and it had that sort of the, the, what I call the bitter beer finish. Right. Um, and I, I classify this type of beer as a dessert beer. This is not something I'm going to sit and drink all day long. Right. This is something I'm going to have a little taste of at the end of a meal or something. Mm-hmm. Um but a really good representation. I gave it a four. Yeah. Um, and I think this is really hard to do. I've been to a lot of places that have kind of bad chocolate milk stouts. So right. Yeah. And I think the key word that was balanced, and that was one of the, the yeah. phrases that I used or one of the, the descriptors that I used in my uh, review as well. So it was a balanced beer. And, yeah. and when you're blending strong flavors like chocolate and beer, um, that's that's important, you know. Same thing yes. when they're doing fruit infusions. It's important to balance that, and that's that's where people most, you know, if a if a if a infused beer is going to fall down somewhere, it's because they didn't balance it right. Exactly, know? exactly. Now the next one's kind of a special one. It was actually mm-hmm. not on the menu yeah. when we arrived at the location, and in a conversation with the beer tender, I said, "Oh, you know, I, I don't see any red beers on your menu, and we usually like to try mm-hmm. a good red." And he said, oh, you know what? I actually have one in the back. I'm not supposed to tap it until we finish off one of these other ones that's on tap. Yeah. But he said, I'll go, I'll go hook you up. I'll get you one. So we actually got to try this. This is from a brewer called Station Craft, uh-huh. and it's called Ruby Lantern, and it's an Irish red. Um, we did not have the ABV for this one. And um, I thought this was a really beautiful red color. Like, again, I held it up to the light. It just really looked pretty, just really got that color right. Um, and I thought for me it hit the sweet spot for a red beer lover. Uh, slight, slightly woodsy, hoppy, malty. Mm-hmm. It just really kind of had all of the flavors I was looking for. And I thought it was a really good all-day drinker. I could sit there and have you know pints of these and watch a game and and be very happy. Um, I gave it a four. I gave it a four. I thought there was a really solid uh, uh, Irish red. Yeah, I thought you know it had a slightly roasty smell. It was clean and drinkable, nice finish, um, solid representation of the style. You know, tasty was my last word. I gave it 3.5. Yeah. I didn't think it was uh, – uh, my, my knockdown probably would have been that, um, that again, we mentioned that we both really like this style. Yeah. And we've, I, I've had some that I thought I liked more. And, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, that's why I just – I didn't give it quite as high a, a score as maybe I could have. Um, yeah. You know, um, and, but but I you know there was really nothing bad to say about this. It was a, it was a really pleasant beer. By the way, Station Craft Brewery and Kitchen is in Dana Point, and so ah. uh, if you're ever down that way, you might want to check them out. They have a full kitchen nice. as well as um, uh, brewing st- uh, a mild. And if you have a non-beer drinker with you, they've also got wine, cocktails, and other things. So nice. It's, um, well, I, I will say sometimes place. you know the the experience of a beer 
is definitely affected by the beer you had right before it. And so I yeah. think maybe part of this is having the Count Chocula before this maybe made the the Ruby um, Lantern hit a little different. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I thought it was a good representation. I, I would agree with you, though. We've had a lot of really good reds over the years, and, and I've got a couple in my mind that I just like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a good one. Yeah. I, I did. It didn't knock off my top red, you know. If that's what, yeah. if that's the right way of yeah. saying. By it. the way, five point six ABV on that, according to the station, oh, did. station craft website. So, hey, good. Thank uh, you for looking that up. Yeah, yeah. I just figured I'd see where they're at so we could share that. And this one wasn't on the menu, so we didn't get that information while we were at yes. um, at Brewhaven. So, Todd, our last beer of the afternoon was yeah. also from Station Craft. Yeah. Sweet Neptune. You want to talk about Sweet Neptune. Sweet Neptune. Now, this was an odd mix. It was 6.0 ABV. <laughs> it's it's listed as a stout kettle sour. Stout kettle sour, right? Um, yes. And uh, it was it was unexpected to say the least, right? So perplexing. It, it was yeah, a perplexing. When beer. you smell it, it has a roasty smell. When you taste it, it tastes like a sour, but then there was a roasty finish behind the sour. Um, and all I could say was it's an acquired taste but unique. Um, I wouldn't want a lot of it, but I thought that it was sippable. It was a drinkable beer that was sippable. And I'm not a huge fan of sours, but, it yeah. again, end of night, clear or cleansing your palate type of beer, you know, just a little bit. I, in fact, I probably wouldn't even want a 16-ounce pour of this. I honestly would no, want no. like yeah. a 5-ounce pour, which is typically yeah. what I think of a lot of the um, sours anyway, is I think that, you know, those yeah. are better made for um, for uh, drinking. But, you know, we, we debated. is like, okay, did they brew it this way or is this a blend of two beers? And I kind of came yeah, down right? on I thinking it's a blend, that they, they had a sour and a, and a stout and they mixed them, which is an odd choice. Um, that said, I thought it was interesting and I gave it a 3.5. Okay. So this, this beer is like the mad scientist of beers, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, there's just, it's so bizarre to me that you could start a beer with that sour flavor and then finish it with that kind of, uh, oat kind of stout kind of softer ending. I just thought it was really fascinating to me. Um, I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, I'm not a big fan of the sour to begin with, and I, I, I but I saw the artistry, right? I'm like looking at right. this, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how he did this. It's wild, it's yeah. wild. And again, I give some some bonus point because yeah. you know you, you reached, you tried something that nobody else seems to be doing. Yeah, I'm um, thinking, yeah, if you're a sour drinker, you go, oh, that's not for me, and if you're a, a stout drinker, you go. Well, that's not really for me. <laughs> so don't go in expecting either. Just kind of go in with an open yeah. mind. Um, so yeah. it was the darkest beer we had. Yeah. Like I again, I held it up to the light, and I'm like, okay, there's no light coming through that thing. That's yeah. pitch black. This was molasses. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, I, when I got home, I told my wife about it, and uh-huh. she got kind of excited. She said, "Oh, that sounds interesting." And and so I, this is one of those beers where I'd say not for me. But there are definitely people out there. My wife kind of likes the sour, and she kind of thought this would be interesting. So I, I could totally see taking her back over there and, and her loving it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's a very interesting beer. Um, I, I started off to give them a two and a half. Uh, I uh, corrected myself and moved it up to a three. And again, I gave them that extra half point for just that reach, that experimentalness of right. I'm just going to try something that no one's done yeah. and, and, and make something interesting. Um yeah, it's a very kind of a cool, different beer mm-hmm. in that respect, um, even though it wasn't necessarily something that, that I would want. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a really interesting let experience. Me, let, me, so let me share, really... though, before you go into sort of a summary. Um, I was looking, yeah. looking at the Station Craft website, the Sweet Neptune Kettle Sour Stout with chocolate and cherries. Now, I didn't oh. get that. I didn't get the no. chocolate and cherries. I got tart. No. But they say a tart, roasty, espresso, dark chocolate, and tart cherry. That's their description of that beer, oh. which is like saying it's it's a hard, soft, dark, light kind of, you know, <laughs> I mean, really, it, it's tart and roasty. Well, yes, it was. Espresso, dark chocolate and tart cherry. Like, OK. Wow. Um, yeah, I didn't get cherry at all. Uh, no. Or really chocolate. But uh, yeah, but I kind of got the roasty tart. The tart roasty was, you know, the first two words there. That was it. Yeah. But I just yeah, I just wanted to share that was their own description from Station Craft's website. 
Funny, um, funny, funny. You know what I would say? I would encourage anybody if you're somewhere where you can taste it. If you're, you know, if you, if you, if they still have it on tap at Brewhaven when you stop by, or if you happen to be down in Dana Point and stop in at, at uh, Station Craft, get a taster of that. See what you think. <laughs> right. So, so I want to kind of summarize yeah. this whole thing in in that. Uh, the primary beers that they have, which are their beers, or the Bearded Tang, right? right? Bearded and, Tang, and then they had one or two that were actually uh, branded as uh, Brewhaven. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but right. those are also brewed by Bearded Tang. They say, yes. You know, it's the same ownership group that owns both. So that's that's their house beer. So so I felt there was a real strong consistency in their beers. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, bless you. There was a balance, I think. Balance, I think, is is, is a, a key phrase for me yes. in that all of their beers – there wasn't too much of this or too much of that. Their IPAs, I thought, were their, probably their strongest. Uh, yep. But they had uh, a good Hefeweizen. They had a good Mexican lager. They had, you know, they were solid all the way around. But, um, yeah. but you know, IPAs that didn't uh, feel like you were getting hit in the face with hops um, and yet still had, you know, a good hoppy nose and, and flavor to them were, were just really well done. Yeah, and and the the what made this what made the sale for me was the beer tender was just super friendly, very knowledgeable. Um, this is definitely a place I would go back to, and I ended up staying there uh, after you left uh, to finish off my my pint. And they had a football game on, and the place was packed. Uh, you know, they had a lot of people in there. It has definitely become a spot in that neighborhood mm-hmm. where people go to get a drink and have a good experience. Yeah. Um. And and I like it. I think yeah. I think they've got a, a winning model, and and. That starts with good beer, and you build on that with good good yeah. hires, and you have good yeah. people working there. Bearded Tang, by the way, is in Stanton, California, and that's where the, their brewery is, and they have a tasting room and everything there as well. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I liked this this that model and that little that little like mini food court separately. Quite frankly, yeah. you know, their their setting and and the fact that they had regular food there, so no matter when you come, there will be a you know. Yeah, food of a variety of different kinds for you to pick from makes that a very desirable destination compared to a lot of small breweries that are just opening up in industrial buildings where they and and so they're they're relying on food trucks and they usually show up on Fridays and Saturdays and there's not always food and the alternative is often a bag of chips or some nuts or something. Yes. You so know? we we had done a place uh, one of our our episodes was about a place uh, in downtown Riverside uh, located inside what's called the food lab which is a right. similar sort of model. Except in the food lab, the food was the star, and they just happened to have the 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 the, the a brewery tap house was one there, of the yeah, there. yeah that's you know, true. Sorry, tap tap room, yeah. tap room. This one really, the tap room is the central focus, and right. the food is sort of there to support them. And and it, I I like that better. I thought that that was a I don't know, it just seemed like a better model to me. Right. Yeah, my only knock about the location is if you're going there as a sports bar, they had three TVs side by side by side, and two yeah. of them were on one wall where they could have put a really, really big television. Um, yeah. That and the the uh, van that I mentioned that sits in the middle of their area, really cool decoration, basically cuts half the room off from seeing a television at all. Yeah. And so it's like, Maybe put one over on the other side, but that side was all windows, so you'd be staring into the backlight of outside into it. I yeah. don't know the 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 they you know the, their arrangement of stuff kind of it was, limited it was a little certain, lot. It, yeah, limited yeah. them in certain ways. Um, but you know, nice tables to sit at in a. Um, it reminded me of a of a food court type of place, like in a mall, in terms of the types of uh, tables and chairs that they had, but all the, yeah. you know, the chairs with backs so that you, you know, you weren't sitting on benches. If you went outside, you could sit on picnic benches and, and, and do that. Yeah. And, and beautiful outside area. Um, you know, this time of year, it's getting a little cool in the evenings and there wasn't a whole lot going on outside, but, um, but they also had some um, uh, area heaters and stuff that they could turn on for that. So I think that especially, um, in, of course, in California, it's during those transitional times between, uh, you know, summer and and the three other seasons that are squished into three months, um, <laughs> uh, you could use those areas really nicely. And I think summer evenings yeah. would be really nice to sit outside. At the, in oh, the definitely. Garden, you know? and, and if they if they brought in some music acts and, and stuff as well, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. 
Yeah. In fact, I'd be shocked if they didn't have some live music maybe playing in, in one side of the beer garden or the other, yeah. which is also nice because the beer garden was on both sides of the building. If they put the music on one side and you don't like having really loud music and can't hold a conversation, go sit on the other side of the building. You probably still yep. hear, hear the music, and yet you'll be able to have a conversation. If you're there to listen to the music and really enjoy that part of it, you can sit up close to it. So there were some real advantages to the way it was set up, too. Um, and yeah. it was a, it kind of a, like we said, really pretty building. I mean, big glass building, you know, rodeo probably, X. Yeah. Probably three rodeo stories X. tall. Yeah. Would you say, I mean, like yeah. three stories tall, even, oh, though it very, was on, yeah. even though it was only all, everything was on one floor, the building, very high ceilings. So even sitting inside, you sort of got the sense of outside, um, and a lot of space, uh, with relatively good ventilation. So I think that, um, that would kind of almost serve as a, uh, you know, for people who are worried about, you know, COVID and stuff, it was almost like yeah. sitting uh, outside when you were inside too. So if, you know, when you took your, your mask off to, to drink or to, to have food, you didn't feel quite as self-conscious about it, you know, as you would yeah. have in a smaller, more intimate type spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, thought it was a nice experience all the way around. Well, Todd, this has been a, a great show. Can you give our listeners our, our disclaimer one more time? I will do that happily for you guys. This podcast uh, discusses adult beverages as intended for those of legal drinking age. Please drink responsibly, and if you think you have a drinking problem, go to aa.org for more information. We also have an announcement. Um, this is going to be our last weekly show. We're going to start going to bi-weekly as we get into uh, the new year. Uh, we just need a little time in between shows to get things done, and uh, and we're both getting busy in some other parts of our lives. So we're going to go to bi-weekly, so you'll get two episodes a month. We hope that you continue to subscribe and enjoy our show, uh, and we appreciate any feedback you can give us through our Facebook page. And uh, and um, you know, and let us know about the going. breweries that you're going to. Yeah, yeah, give us some hints yeah. and ideas. Very often the places that we end up going to are places that we hear from other brewers or at the brewery or from listeners. And so we have gone to places that people have suggested on several occasions now and plan to continue doing that. So, yeah, give us that feedback. We love it, love it, love it. it. All right, cool. Thanks for joining us, and we'll be back in two weeks. I'm Todd Brinker. And I'm Tobin Brinker, and we are Two for Brew.